Kingdom Rewind here on Arrowhead Live. I'm Roman Metcalf alongside John Dixon. Sean, how you doing? I uh, do good, Roman. What's going on? Uh, not a not a whole lot. Ready to get this episode another episode. Uh, in today's in today's episode, Sean and I will be taking a dive and look back at arguably one of the greatest Chiefs to wear uniform uh, in this decade. He played. 11 years in the NFL, and spent 10 of those 11 years right here in the kingdom. I'm talking about Jamal Charles. Sean, you want to go ahead and give a little bit of insight on Jamal? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we can start from the beginning with Jamal. Uh, you know, early on, he, uh, you know, growing up, he uh, actually struggled with some reading and, and, and found out that he had a learning disability as a child. So uh, he got involved with the Special Olympics and actually competed in the Special Olympics in third grade. Uh, and that's kind of how he realized what kind of athlete he could become uh, early on at that age, which, which you know, a lot of kids in, in the third grade, they think they're going to be, you know, this outstanding athlete and it doesn't always pan out. But, but when he got, when he got the, the opportunity to compete in the Special Olympics in the third grade, uh, that's when he found out he was uh, – uh, going to going to be something and uh which to his credit he still he still works with the special olympics today he's a global ambassador for him so it is a really good story but uh but uh early on he he got started in high school or, or he got started with the special olympics and then moved on took took his talents of track and football to high school and he was actually in track a 5a state champion in the hurdles at, at, at texas and uh you know, was a stellar running back for the for the high school team as well. With uh, he he put up he put up pretty much identical numbers his junior and senior year in high school with like four year four yards difference, but the same amount of touchdowns. He had two thousand and fifty one yards and twenty five touchdowns as a junior, two thousand and fifty six yards and twenty five touchdowns as a senior. So, kind of amazing stats, but also kind of weird that they were that, that identical. But uh, but he was a you know four time All American tra- track athlete. Uh, at the University of Texas, but where he really stood out was in in football. Yeah, and that that definitely did uh, all that talent and and uh, stuff came over to the uh, NFL, where he <clears throat> had he finished his career with seven thousand five hundred and sixty three rushing yards on one thousand four hundred. He had forty four touchdowns, and he averaged five. Five and a half yards a game. Uh, looking at his receptions, he had 310 and 2,503 yards and 20 touchdowns. So he was he was uh, not only could he run the ball and was he fast, but he could uh, he could be a threat in the pass game. Yeah, kinda, absolutely. And, leading, and kind of leading to that, I think one of the games where we saw was uh, back in. Oh, I think it was. Uh, 2013 maybe maybe a little longer than that but uh when he had that five touchdown game against Oakland and we beat them 56 to 31 yeah he, that, uh, that was a I remember that game it was it was a very very great performance on his behalf yeah it was it was an absolute I mean they had no problems like the Raiders defense could not stop him it was he had eight receptions for 195 yards, four touchdowns, and kind of—I'm kind of shocked looking up the yards here because I feel like the way he ran all the Raiders' defense, he'd had like two 
fifty, three hundred yards. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, and 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 I remember they interviewed Alex Smith after the game, and he was kind of like, you know, he, he ended up with these great passing numbers because he would just dump the ball off of Jamal Charles, and Jamal Jamal would take it, you know, take it to the house. Um, that game, uh, that game was uh, it made made Jamal Charles the first Chiefs player to score five touchdowns in a game since Abner Haynes did it as a Dallas Texan in 1961. So a little fun fact for you. Um, but he also became the first player in NFL history to, to have four touchdown receptions and one rushing touchdown in a single game. So it was, it was definitely one of the highlights of his career. It's one that's noted, you know, when you look back at Jamal's career, that, that 2013 game, um, it was, I mean, he had a, he had a good he had a good season. That, that season for him was a good season. It wasn't like a uh, an amazing season for him, but it was really highlighted by that by that game. For me, uh, the 2009 season was the breakout season for Jamal Charles. I felt like that 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 was the season where you know I mean he wasn't he wasn't a full time starter to start the 2009 season. Uh, you know, Larry Johnson was still there. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he, Larry Johnson was was there. He was going through some stuff with with at the time head coach Todd Haley. He had gotten into some trouble, got suspended, and was released. And then that's when they kind of gave the keys to Jamal Charles. And you know he had he had a that 2009 season. He 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 got a, a good start with against the Pittsburgh Steelers on special teams when he took a 97 yard kick return back. That was kind of when people were starting to say, "Oh, this Jamal Charles guy, he's really fast." Uh, and, and, you know, I think, I feel like they looked at him more like the way we looked at Dexter McCluster or the way we looked at, uh, D'Anthony Thomas kind of like, Oh, he's, he's, he's a shifty guy. We could use him. He'll be great on, you know, returning kicks and stuff like that. And, and that's how he got kind of got his start in 2009. But, uh, but then, you know, they were giving him the ball more. He had a, he had a game against the bills in 09 where, uh, he broke off a 76 yard touchdown, which is still one of the longest runs in chiefs history. Um, he, uh, he had a real good game, 154 yards against the Browns. And I was actually at this game with my dad. I remember it. Uh, and, and I didn't realize that he had that good of a game because one, the chiefs lost that game. And two, a guy named Jerome Harrison for the Browns, who I have no idea what ever happened to him, ran for 286 yards in that game. So it really overshadowed how well Jamal played in that game. But uh, but he was starting to rattle off these numbers. And then the last game of the season, which is, is the game that I think made all Chiefs fans realize that this was going to be the feature back for several years. It's uh, against the Broncos in mile high. He broke off 259 yards on 25 carries, put two, took two to the house, and uh, it was the it, it broke the Chiefs' single game rushing record, and the Chiefs beat the Broncos at Mile High by 20 points. And I think I think the Broncos were actually fighting for a playoff spot at this time, and and the Chiefs weren't. The Chiefs finished I think four and 12 or something like that in 09, but uh, but they were able to come in and play spoiler. And, uh, you know, he was the fourth player in NFL history to run for 250 yards in a single game while averaging 10 yards a carry. And that's the thing that we, that, that we need to understand about Jamal Charles. It wasn't so much the flashy numbers and stuff like that. It was, it was the yards per carry. He always had high, high yards per carry. He has the NFL record for most yards per carry with 5.4 for his career. 
the guy, every time he touched the ball, he was a home run threat. Yeah, for, I mean, look, looking back now and at some of the running backs kind of through through the years, like he's he's one of the top guys, and I feel still that he is is one of those top guys that if you didn't have an answer for him or for the Chiefs run game, I mean, you were you were toast because he was going to make you look silly. And that's that's the thing I liked about Jamal Charles is he could flip it on at any point in the game, and it would I mean. It could get get the team going. I, the looking back, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a very big guy. Like he was, he's like five five eleven, and he's barely breaking two hundred pounds. Yeah. He, I and I mean he wasn't big, but like you said, I mean he was shifty and he, he could really get it done. But remembering back, I do you remember the game that we were in San Diego? We were playing the Chargers. I, I don't know what city they're located in. They like to switch that around. <laughs> they were probably San Diego at the time. Yeah, so we were playing the Chargers, and he was down on the goal line, and we, maybe we were on the five, but we handed the ball off to Jamal Charles, and he, he ran in the end zone. One of the Chargers' uh, safeties laid the laid the wood on him, and he still got up. But <laughs> because I believe Jamal Charles hurt that safety, so – even with him being short and not that big, he could he could bring some power, and that that's also what I like about him. He wasn't just he wasn't with like running back either either fast and they have like power to him where they can like run over defender, or they got power speedy. But like he had both, and that's why I really liked Jamal Trump watching him play, and it was it was. It sucks seeing him go and tearing his ACL twice. I, I wish he would have, uh, wish he could have had a longer career or a little bit longer career with us. And he could have, uh, who knows if he would have retired, but I mean, he could have been a Super Bowl champion if he wouldn't have torn his ACL and stuck with it. I, I, I agree. Uh, that, that's, that's always the knock. It's, it's always going to be the knock on Jamal Charles. There's, there's two things that are going to be a knock. His longevity and the injuries are, are always going to be an issue, and he ha- he did have some struggles with holding on to the football. He going all the way back to his time in Texas. Um, they they would they would uh, you know Mac Brown was the coach at the time for, for the Texas or for the Longhorns, and uh, he he would he had a meeting there in I think his his sophomore year or freshman or sophomore year about about how because he was he was coming on as a feature back for the Longhorns, but you know, he was, he was every time he, th- there was some concern every time he'd take the ball to the middle that he wouldn't be able to hang on to it. And he worked with, uh, he worked with the running backs coach. He worked with uh former, former long, uh, Longhorn and hall of fame, NFL hall of famer, Earl Campbell. Uh, they worked with him on it. And then they even started drawing up plays to, to get him out in space. So he wasn't taking those hits up the middle. And, you know, even though they worked on it, in in Texas, he carried it over with him a little bit in Kansas City. Um, you know, in in two, from 2012 to 2014, uh, he had he had 14 fumbles, and that's a that's a three year span where he's got where he's putting the ball on the ground. And coincidentally, it's also like you know one of the the three year span where he probably played the most games because he wasn't injured. So it's like he was either injured or you know, we were seeing him put the ball on the ground. Um, 
you know, the, I believe it's the, the 2015 season, you know, we played the Broncos in week two and we're actually winning that game. Uh, Denver comes back to tie it. It's late in the game. All we're, I think it seems like all Andy Reid's trying to do is run the clock out and take it to overtime. And Jamal puts the ball on the ground and Denver takes it back for the game winning touchdown. Um, you know, that, that happened. Go ahead. So I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to bring that up as well. I, that's one of my other earlier memories. And I remember that I got so frustrated in that game. And that that's because I, I hated, I still do, but I hated Denver a lot more back then because they had Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. The, so I just wanted to see them stomp the Broncos. But he, uh, I believe that we were rushing down the field. That we were, I we were in our own red zone and I think we were going to tie the game and he broke, he, he broke the run. Like you said, put it on the ground, but that was, I was kind of the one of the things where it made me frustrated, but like looking back, I mean, he, there was a lot of good that outweighs the bad with Jamal Charles. So, I mean, he, he cost us that game, but you know, I, I mean, it was the 2015. Well, and I don't, I don't think he actually cost them the game. It's just, it's it's something you remember. And and I don't think he'll be remembered for the fumbles. I think he'll be remembered for the, the home run, you know, the the the, the big game-breaking, you know, touchdowns and stuff, obviously because of his breakaway speed. It's just something that that I think is a knock on him. If you have to look at negatives on Jamal Charles, it's the injuries and the fumbles. And, uh, you know, that, that was that – was, you know, that's what I, that those two things there were kind of the, kind of like his 2015 season in a nutshell. He had that game and then three weeks later he tears his ACL. And that was the, you know, he, 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 he had done that in 2011 as well. Missed, missed all but, all but two games in 2011 to a torn ACL, uh, you know, and then comes back and does it again in 2015. He, uh, he, got, he was, I think he injured. He got injured early in the year in fourteen, but only missed maybe a game. But it was, you know, it's just it, it it it's it's a knock, but it's also something that like you know you're sad to see because he is he was such an amazing talent, and you know like you said earlier, who knows what would have happened had had he not been had he not had the injury issues, uh, you know, could he have been on this squad in you know, on the 2019 Chiefs. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he, if he could have, but if it had his legs held up, maybe. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. And it's, it, it stuck to see him go and especially go play for Denver <laughs> and play for the Jags for, for a year, but it, it's, yeah, he he didn't really he didn't really do much with either one of those squads. I, I I'll say that was that was tough too. It was it was tough because he had made some comments about how he'd always wanted to play for the Broncos, and I know that angered some Chiefs fans. But but at the end of the day, he he didn't even he played in fourteen games and didn't even rush for three hundred yards. So he he wasn't the same guy. And then Jacksonville took a shot on him for two games, and he gained seven yards on six attempts in two games. So he was, I mean, you wouldn't even really consider him on the team at that point. Uh, he, he didn't, he was, you know, he was a shell of the guy he was, you know, in, in 2000, 
2010 through 2015 or, or 14, you know, that, that kind of prime Jamal Charles. Um, you know, that I look at that 2012 year is another great year, which, which a great year for Jamal Charles, but it was a horrible year for the Chiefs. The only bright spot of the 2012 season was Jamal Charles. Uh, you know, they went 2-12 and 12 that year, but, but he put up, you know, he put up his most yards rushing that year with uh, uh, 1,509 yards. He averaged 5.3 yards per carry. He, in week three, he had 233 yards against the Saints, including a franchise record 91-yard touchdown, which was uh, tied this year by Damian Williams uh, with, for 91 yards. But he, was, he became the first player in franchise history to have 200 yards rushing and 50 yards receiving in a game. Um, you know, it, it was it was a breakout year for him, but it's because that's all they had. 2012, you know, Matt Matt Castle wasn't coming in to save the day for, for that for that team, and and you know, it's it that's what's really sad about Jamal Charles is that that he we wasted him. The Chiefs the Chiefs wasted his prime during that. You know, you know they went to the playoffs in 2010, and and sure they I think they they won the division, but they lost the home game, but from 2011 to 2015, 16, we wasted Jamal Charles. And uh, it was, you know, it was uh, definitely, uh, definitely sad to see because he, you know, when we talk about guys that deserve, you know, the deserve a ring or or Chiefs players who've never gotten one. I think we did a show about Chiefs players who've never gotten a ring that deserved one. Jamal is definitely one of those guys, Uh, but uh, but the injuries, you know, the injuries prevented it. And and yeah, you you were right. I mean, that that 2000 season was awful. Like there, I mean, I could read off some names to you right now from the roster that we had, and it was. I mean, some of those guys, you know, like they're not even with us, and some of them I've never even heard of, and <laughs> they dipped off. I mean. It was, yeah, it was not, looking at the team we have now compared to back then, it's insane how much we've improved. Right. Even even at the, like, I, I think maybe another part of it was, you know, like our offensive linemen weren't that great, but, I mean. Well, I mean, that's probably why, you know, obviously in 2013 with, with the first overall pick, we take a left tackle with Eric Fisher and, and, you know, and, and I think it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that he may not have, he, he's not the best left tackle in the world, but, but he was, it was definitely a need. And, um, you know, at that time you're bringing in Alex Smith, Alex Smith is now the face of this franchise. So you had to protect him, but you also had to, they also were trying to find ways to get, you know, Jamal Charles more running room because he was still, he was still the, the, the focal point of that offense. The offense still ran through Jamal Charles and uh, it, it, well, it, Oh, go ahead. To, to kind of bounce off that real quick. I mean, yeah, to, you said that he, the offense kind of ran through him and it did. Cause I, I, there's really like, besides Dwayne Bowe, there wasn't really anybody on this team that was good. Let me read off some names to you. There was Jonathan Baldwin. There was, <laughs> Hockey. There was Brandon Albert, Jeff Allen, Ryan. So, like, you know, like there are some guys on that offense that, it, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like Dwayne Bow, but he was a very like spotty wide receiver. Like he, he'd make, he would, 
screw up the easy plays, but he'd come through on some of the like game time crunch plays. If so you hit if you hit him in the numbers, he drops it. If you if you throw it and he's got to bend over backwards and catch it with his butt cheeks, he probably would. <laughs> well, sure. Like he was a like I said, he's a very spidey receiver. So I feel like another reason that he kind of or Jamal Charles wore down a little bit easier was because he had he was carrying that whole offense because I'll be I'll be honest with you there's nobody on that offense that sticks out to me that is good so right. I was carrying the load for the team I think I think some some something could be said for like the 2009 to 2012 period you know that offense was ran by Matt Castle now you know we're seeing today where where it seems Matt like Castle, the, go ahead yeah. What Matt, was that? I said so. Matt Castle was still here in 2012 on that team, right? 2014, right? And 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 Matt Castle, I mean, was was a horrible quarterback, <laughs> and and you know, like you see today, like we have all this plethora of great players on the on this offense. Well, are they are they really? I mean, yeah, they're great. They Tyree Kill is an amazing receiver, and so Sammy Watkins has proved that he's 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 real good as well. But but. Is it not true that they're probably a lot better because they have Patrick Mahomes, you know, throwing them the ball? Like, and, and the same could be said for Matt Castle, where these Dwayne Bow probably could have been an amazing receiver. You know, he's a first round draft pick at LSU. I mean, he was, he was, you know, that 2010 season. I think, I think he, he led the league in receiving touchdowns, and that's with Matt Castle throwing him the ball. Like they. The same goes for Dwayne Bow that that we're saying about Jamal Charles. They 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 wasted him. You know, we will never know exactly what kind of talent he could have been. Now Jamal proved to be a great talent, and 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 don't don't get me wrong. He he, it's not like his career was you know uh you know like he didn't meet his potential. But had he had had he had some what what we're seeing today, the quarterback play that we're seeing today, could he have been a lot better? You know that 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 2013 game that you talked about, the Oakland game, that was the the reason that he had all them receiving touchdowns is because we had Alex Smith, and Alex Smith was known as the checkdown king. <laughs> you know, we didn't have a guy that was opening up the entire offense and 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 slinging it all over the field like we do today. If if you know, and so a lot of the time with Jamal Charles is you're seeing defenses stack the box because they know that they're not going to go anywhere else. They're going to go with Jamal Charles. So, you know, I think I think the 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 cards were always stacked against him and he still put up these kind of numbers. Yeah, it's I mean, we had I think bringing in Alex Smith helped and you know, going out there and getting some weapons helped, but I I, it's just I feel like in, in my opinion looking now and yeah I think that he he really wore down because of because of all the the use that he was or all of him contributing to the offense when we really didn't have an offense right there was some, there were some really bad years that he made up for that with all the stuff that he did I mean he made he made a Bad Chiefs team look good. Right. I mean, I'm throw that out. Like we were, there were a few years where we were garbage. Like we had Matt Castle and all those. And 
right. he he made us look good. Well, and, and I don't think Alex Smith should be off the hook with this either. I, I I'm don't get me wrong. I'm I was always an Alex Smith fan. I thought he I thought he he helped him and Andy Reid helped turn this team around from what it was in 2012. But that 2014 season, he didn't throw a touchdown to a single receiver. So that means that Jamal Charles was doing most of the work. <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was going at too. Is uh, it's just you, you can't put. I mean, it's an eleven-man game. You have three to four people that you throw to besides the running back. Like you gotta like you gotta figure something because that's especially in the NFL. Like with the talent that there is, that should you should not put. Uh, season on one guy right yeah and and you know uh, and, and we talk about that that this was Jamal like carrying the team on his back they, they did try to help him throughout his career with like in 2010 they brought in Thomas Jones to kind of split carries and he still had 1400 yards rushing and you know five an average 6.4 yard average per carry uh, with with splitting time, he had he had almost 500 yards receiving that year as well. So you know there were times where they tried to bring in I know that they tried to bring in Peyton Hillis too to kind of fill in that same role and that was a bust. But you know he he always came out as the the better back. But I think they knew that the injuries and he he they didn't want to use him as the every down back. No matter what the coaching staff was, no matter whether it was Todd Haley. Uh, Romeo Cornell or Andy Reid, they they never wanted to use him as that every down back up the middle, get the tough yards. They always tried to bring in another guy, and you know, so that's, that's like guys like Spencer Ware would come in and 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 try to help him out. But but when push came to shove and they needed the home run hit, they knew who to go to. That was Jamal. Yeah, that for sure. Like I cannot was. He was that guy, and it's it's funny kind of looking back because after he left, we brought in Kareem Hunt, and uh, I, I just think it's funny because both we took Kareem Hunt in the third round with the 86th pick in 2017, and we took Jamal Charles with the third pick in round three with the 73rd pick. So the Chiefs got something for these third uh, third round running backs that really make us uh, make us look good, get the team on their back. Well, now. A fun fact about the the draft pick that we used for Jamal Charles that was the draft pick that we obtained in the Jared Allen trade in uh, in uh, before the 2008 season. So when we traded Jared Allen, we got a first and a third, and the that third round pick we used on Jamal Charles. So little little for people who who, who were very, really mad about the Jared Allen trade, that trade doesn't happen. We don't get Jamal Charles. So yeah, I mean that's. I I have mixed feelings about that, but that's <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he was he was. It's just it was that time where he was one of these standout guys that on this team that was going nowhere. So, and if you, you know. and I thought, I I really thought that Jim, uh, not sorry, Kareem Hunt was going to be the next Jamal Charles, but I mean, obviously we know what happened with him, trouble with him at the right. hotel. A hotel in the off season or, or whatever that—that's that could be a kid that's going to end up not reaching his potential. Like like we yeah. talked about how how I didn't want to say that about Jamal because I felt like Jamal had a great career. We're gonna look we're gonna look back at Kareem Hunt and and see a 
a wasted wasted talent, I think. And now he's still in the league. He's still with Cleveland, which I guess you could say that's barely in the league. But but uh, you know, I mean, he has he's done these things to get him. I mean, look look at he could have had a, he he would have had a Super Bowl ring had he had just kept his act clean. I know this is a kind of a derailment, and we're talking about somebody totally different. But but there are you know. I had the same thought. I thought this could be the guy that becomes because the Chiefs have always done a good job of replacing the bat, their their bag, the next man up. They had Priest Holmes back in the day, uh, back in the early two thousands, and and then they get Larry Johnson, and he comes in, and Larry Johnson had you know two back to back, two seventeen hundred yard seasons back to back. I mean, he was he was just a a, a horse. Uh, and, uh, and then, then Jamal steps in and then, and then, you know, we had this, these kind of a couple years with like, uh, Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware, but then, then we draft Kareem Hunt and Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt to me was going to be Jamal Charles, but more durable. Like he was going to be a guy you could put in the hole. He was going to be every down back and, you know, you weren't going to have to, I mean, everybody gets hurt every once in a while, but you weren't going to have to have the injury problems that I think you would have that we have with Jamal Charles. It's just, he, he has made a lot of dumb choices in his short career. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. I, Cause like you said, Kareem Hunt, I was really pulling for him and I like, I, I'm not like I even have a Cream Hunt jersey. Like I, I supported the guy. I was, I was all about Cream Hunt. I thought he was uh, an amazing player, but and gonna replace, be the next Jamal Charles and replace him and all that. But just he couldn't keep his act clean, and that's that's sad. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not hoping that. Obviously, I, I hope he turns it around. I hope he has a, a good career in Cleveland. I don't know how that's possible, but. But I hope he does turn it around and 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 he can you know right the ship because he is he is an amazing talent and in the small time that he was with Kansas City you could see it he was he was definitely uh, um, changing changing the uh, the the landscape of our running back position uh, just in the short amount of time but so I mean to to cap off you know what we've got with Jamal uh, you know NFL records he he has. The most games with over 200 yards while averaging over 10 yards carry. He's, he's, he's got two, and that's tied with Adrian Peterson. He has the most receiving touchdowns by a running back in a single game with four. That's the game that, that you spoke about, that, that Oakland game. Uh, and he has the most career yards per carry for a running back with 5.4. His, his franchise records are longest rushing play from scrimmage, which is tied with Damian Williams at 91. Most rushing, rushing yards... For, for the franchise was 7,260 most rushing yards in the single game, which is the game I spoke about the Denver game in 2009 with 259. Uh, the most points scored in a single game, which is that Oakland game <laughs> with 30 and most receiving touchdowns in a single game at any position four. he's tied with Fred, Frank Jackson. So that's the Oakland game as well. So the, those two games that we highlighted were, were very critical games to, uh, not just not just for his career, but as far as like uh, franchise and NFL records go. Yeah, and like, uh, and honestly, I had this discussion before the show. I think that uh, I mean, he didn't last as long as some of these other guys and running backs do. But I think he's he's. Uh, I, I I'll go ahead and throw this out there. I think he's first ballot Hall of Fame. 
I mean, not just not just around what he did with, you know, or what he did in the NFL, but like what he does off the field. And I mean, he was class act. He was a very he's one of those guys that you won the Hall of Fame, and I believe that he should be valid. I will I will agree with that. I want him in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if I'm going to agree that he's going to get there. And not just as a first ballot, but I don't know if he'll ever get there. If you look at the 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 last three running backs to go in the Hall of Fame, Edron James, Terrell Davis, and LaDainian Tomlinson. Edron James finished his career with 12,246 12, yards rushing. He doesn't have a Super Bowl because they because he left the Colts I believe he was traded to Arizona the year before or, or in the off season before they went to the Super Bowl. So he doesn't have it, but he played in several playoff games. Um, he played in 13 total playoff games. Terrell Davis, as we all know, has two back-to-back Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos. He had a shorter career and uh, than Jamal Charles. He only played from 95 to 2001. But he did play in several playoff games, at eight to be exact, has the two rings, has 7,607 yards rushing, while Jamal has 7,563. So they're similar. It's actually less, but the hardware helps out Terrell Davis. And then LaDainian Tomlinson has playoff games and a boatload of yards with uh, with 13,000. 684. So they, the, the numbers don't really match up with the latest guys that have, uh, that have been recently put in. Now, now there's several running backs in the Hall of Fame, and these are just the latest three. But I wanted to also bring up a running back that's not in the Hall of Fame, and that's Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander played nine years in the NFL, which his last one was kind of a bleak, bleak year with Washington where he only played in four games. But spent most of his time in Seattle. Uh, eight years with Seattle, and for his career, he has 9,453 yards, which is about 2,000 more than Jamal has. He played in nine playoff games, and uh, including a Super Bowl. I believe, if I am not mistaken, he was the 2005 NFL MVP. So he has, he has, yes, he was the 2005 NFL MVP. He Led led the league in rushing that year with 1,880. He uh, has has tons of numbers and is not in the NFL Hall of Fame. So the the fact that I think if a player like Sean Alexander is not in the Hall of Fame, where he's actually played in the Super Bowl, I think they lost. I think that they lost that year to the the Steelers. I don't have all that facts up there, but I know they lost. Um, he he has has rushing crowns. He has an MVP. Uh, he, you know, he was, you know, pretty legit as a running back and he is still not in the hall of fame. I think he probably will get there, but until he gets there, I don't think Jamal even sniffs it. And, and the, the knocks, the knocks on Jamal or what I came, or I'm going to come back to what I said earlier is the injuries and the fumbles. Uh, you know, he put up, he put up, uh, you know, like that three, that three year stretch where he had. You know, five fumbles, then the next year he had four, and then the next year he had five. Uh, you know, fumbling was an issue with him his entire career in Kansas City and a little bit in the short amount of time he played with Denver. 
uh, plus the injuries. He only put together, uh, I think he put together a 16-game season three times in Kansas City. And and he played nine years here. So I think those things are going to haunt him. Do I want him in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely, I do. I, you know, I, I, I think... You know he was he was an amazing back. I think I think something that that needs to be, you know, he needs to get more credit for the yards per carry that he had in several seasons where he was, you know, that's 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 something that only guys like Jim Brown. I think I think Jim Brown was the only other running back that was close to that. So you know I I, I want him in there. I think he was an exceptional back. I just looking at the numbers of the other guys, I don't think he gets there. Yeah, after listening to Pat and doing some research, so yeah, that's that's that would be kind of hard, and I can see the conflict. But, but I mean, he may not be first ballot, but definitely think that there's gonna be a space for him in Canton. I, I hope so. I hope so. We'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they better. They should. They should really just clear a wall for for the Chiefs specifically, because I think here in the next few, like 10 to 20 years, we're going to have a bunch of people up in camp. I agree. I I agree. Uh, You know, with number 15 leading the way there on that, because, I mean, if if, if he were to give it up right now, he may make a case for first ballot right now, just (laughs) just for what he's done in the the three years he's been in Kansas City. And, and, you know, and and I kind of wonder if, if, you know, in the future, you know, because the expectation is there's going to be more rings. That's what all Chiefs fans are are hoping. That's what all Chiefs fans are expecting. They think, you know, you don't you don't pay a guy that kind of money without the expectation of more rings. The more yeah. hardware this team gets, the unfortunately it may be the harder for guys. It may be harder for guys like Jamal Charles to get into the Hall of Fame because of how how overshadowed he'll become. Due to Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, and just to kind of show you where where this team is at. I mean, Tyreek Hill said that they he wanted to be the they wanted to be the Jordan of football, but and they want they're shooting for five rings, but he wants seven. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that doesn't tell you where this team's mindset is and, and what they have, what goals they want to accomplish. I think that. Uh, I mean, I don't know what will, because that's that's insane. They're looking for seven rings. That's consecutive, or just throughout the time that they play in the NFL. But and at the time, Jamal could have been the only one on those teams that that had that mindset. You know, he, he doesn't. He didn't have that. None of the players that he played with had that winning attitude. I mean, he he later on ended up playing with Travis Kelsey and stuff like that, but. But they weren't. It wasn't. They, they didn't have the confidence level they have now. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, like I go back. I mean, he was he was the one man band. But you know, I'm mean, until, until about, 14, 2015, brought in, Alex Smith and Trap Kelsey, some of those guys. But, wow. Yeah. Well, I was I was a little bit more of a downer on this one. I and we 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 uh, we hit up uh, Roman's uh, Twitter Twitter account for his hot takes on Andy Reid. So I'm I'm Sean Dixon fifty eight. Uh, if you if you want to uh, you know blast me on my Jam- whether Jamal Charles will be in the Hall of Fame or not, uh, it's uh, I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to hear anybody's opinion about it. I think uh, I think it is an interesting topic. It's it's uh, 
I know the diehards will probably, you know, think he needs to get in, but you know, you, you need to, you need to really look at the numbers and see where, see where, you know, other guys that have gotten there are compared to where he is. And it just, I don't, I don't think they match up, but, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not, I'm obviously, you know, I just do a silly podcast. So, so I don't really know, but, uh, but, and, and I hope I'm wrong. I do. I hope, I hope he does get in. That would be, I, I would be really excited for him. I was excited when he retired as a chief. That was, you know, that was one of the, one of the uh, coolest things that they did was when they brought him back for the one day contract and, uh, and then they had Pat hand him the ball and that was kind of cool. So. Yeah. I wish, could have, I wish we could have actually seen him hand him off in a situation, but you know, that's uh either here or there yeah i mean that, that's a, that would be another a fun discussion what what a what a jamal charles and his prime would do with this offense <laughs> it would it would be a i mean you thought they were tough now geez <laughs> yeah that, it was uh he, he was one that uh that was one heck of a player but uh that'll uh that about does it for the kingdom rewind today and we will be back next more uh Good stuff, good content. Hopefully, hopefully we can uh, get get your guys' opinions on what you think about Jamal Charles, and we'll uh, we'll definitely be back. So for uh, for Sean Dixon and uh, I'm Roman Metcalf. We'll be back next week.